are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a April 16th, the day before tax day edition of the Lockdown Blazers podcast. And I'm joined here on this beautiful Monday by my pal Corbin Smith from Vice oh, Sports, oh. Deadspin, Willamette Week. Oh, oh, oh. Out here. Uh, take it or break it. Take it or break it. The, best the, uh, the, uh, the Blazers show. Outsiders comments. The Blazers Outsiders comments on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> If there's look if there's a live if there's a live Facebook outsiders broadcast Blazers outsiders broadcasting on Facebook, there's a very good chance that I am in those comments, bullying the hosts, and just tell, writing t- mean and, things about and them, telling them that they're cowards. Yeah, saying you're cowards, uh, uh, yelling uh, "Have me on the show, you cowards!" Uh, things of that nature. Yeah, the 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 basic stuff. Yeah, you know, the things that you yell at sports broadcasts. Yes, um, but we have some good news. Uh, Today, after Blazers practice, we got word that one Maurice Harkless has been upgraded from either doubtful or – I don't remember which one. I think it was doubtful. Got upgraded to questionable. That's usually how that goes, which is a 50-50 chance to play tomorrow night in game two of Blazers Pelicans. So uh, that's big. Uh, Portland potentially getting Mo Harkless back before game two. He had knee surgery about, uh, I believe it was about three weeks from Wednesday when Woj said that the recovery would take two to three weeks. So we're right up against that three week timeline. Uh, So, uh, I, I mean, it doesn't seem like they're rushing him back too much, but the the question is going to be whether uh, you know he has any swelling or anything after he works out today. So they're going to find out in the morning. So we'll probably know uh, around shoot around time tomorrow morning uh, whether he's good to go or not. All right. Yeah. Cool. I mean, your your boy Evan had a tough night in game one. He did, but that is his uh, that is his nature, and uh, of course. Uh, uh, my man, my man Pat Connaughton was throwing 18 out there, so maybe maybe a few too many minutes for old White Pat. So it could, uh, <laughs> so yeah, they could definitely use Harkless out there. You know who was really solid uh, that I did not expect to be that solid was Zach Collins. I, you know what? You know what? I thought it was going to be a real one way or another situation. I thought it was going to be like Collins gets out there and he does pretty good, and you're like, hey, all right. Hey, hey, not scared of the big stage or that like he just was not going to be equipped for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, he wasn't. There was no not going to be any middle ground. And he was ready. Yeah. He was ready for the stage. And, you know, that that's what you like to see from a guy who was, you know, your lottery pick uh, coming in off the bench. I mean, he played more minutes than Ed Davis in game one. God bless him. God bless him. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I gave my takes post game one in the post game one pod, but I don't know. Was there anything, what, what concerned you, if anything, I, yeah. About what? The whole game? Yeah. Just the whole game, the series in general, as of, you know, right now, what concerned me the most? Well, okay. So I, I tossed off an article for Willamette week about the thing that basically like accidentally predicted like 10 things that happened. But I, 
I think as far as sort of concern concerns go, um, a little worried about Holiday Uh, was a lot more, um, you know, I think that part of a lot of Lillard and McCollum's sort of shooting woes had to do with um, variants, you know, like they had bad shooting games. People have bad shooting games. It's what happens. Uh, You know, uh, basketball is baseball now. It's just... It's just coin flips on a certain level because people are taking chancier and chancier shots shots uh, because three point three point makes are in fact worth more. Um, and so I kind of thought uh, that. And so part of me thinks like it's just chance. But then part of me like Holiday has been this dude for a long time, like a dude who can really screw down on opposing guards uh, who doesn't uh, who doesn't uh, mess around over on that side. So. The fact that that was the manifestation of their moder- I mean, failure is almost a strong word. Like, they lost by two points. There was every reason to believe that they would have a chance to take the game, I think. But um, the fact that that was sort of the specific manifestation of their failure, just because the Blazers depend so much on their guards, was, I think, a little bit concerning. Yeah, I mean... Th- I mean, really, it, it, it turned into a, a real defensive battle. And I think Portland defensively you know, did a pretty good job for the most part in this game. I, but, da- I mean, except for Davis. Like but, that. But, but what are you going to do? Yeah, you know, but what are you going to do? You, you know, th- they run tons of plays for him. And I think it's, you know, it, it, you get into a, a tough spot when you're trying to force the ball out of his hands. And I think they can do that. But, you know, they can't double off of Miritich. Miritich was, had the flamethrower going in game one and I don't think you can leave him I don't think you can leave Holiday you know maybe Rondo but they do a really good job of spacing the court out there when with Davis at center which is what they've been doing uh so that's going to be really tough but I think you know Damon CJ this is when you know it's time now to to play up to the reputation you know of, of the guys that they are you know Dame being an all-star this season, you know, and kind of really campaigning that he should be, you know, wanting to know like where this team is going. You know, he has to step up. He has to be better than six of 23. And, and then yeah. CJ, you know, needs to be better as well. Yeah, uh, CJ was heinous. Like, like I mean, Lillard had yeah. a bad game. CJ was terrible. I mean, CJ, I mean, Dame and CJ both in the first quarter or first half, they combined for three points. Yuck. So, so like, you just can't – there's no way the Blazers are going to win this series against Anthony Davis if their backcourt doesn't beat Holiday and Rondo. And, and Rondo. That's, a, that's another thing. This Rondo stuff is so irritating because he – like, it, it happens every year. Like, he just spends the entire year farting around in the NBA, uh, and then he gets in the playoffs, and he is not horrible. Yeah, I mean, and he, he the way he he I mean, one of the it, it was it was tough watching the game because uh, the 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 Pelicans had the scheme to take the ball out of David CJ's hands, but then Rondo would be like basically in the paint helping off of Evan Turner, and yeah. and, and he just knows the game plan. All the Pelicans were talking about how, you know, he was watching film the night before all this, you know, my mad scientist stuff that you get with Rondo. And uh, again, you know, he he played great, but but Portland's guards have to be better. They were all season long that everyone thinks that they're better. So they have to deliver on that. So they can't have, and I'm looking at the box score right now from cleaning the glass, like the advanced box score or whatever. 
Portland's effective field goal percentage was in the ninth percentile at 43.9, whereas the Pelicans were in the 50th The bottom percent. ninth percentile. The bottom ninth. So, not to, so if, it, if it was the top ninth, it would be the 91st. Yes. Thank you. Pardon me. No. Uh, thank you for you know asking. But so Hey, Eric. You're welcome for asking. Yeah, I know. It's clarifying for our, our listeners. But uh, it was a, a really bad offensive night. Portland got a bunch of offensive rebounds, which helped. Uh, they, they took care of the ball for the most part. Uh, they just – I think they have to adjust for Davis's length. I think that was – I think that – and Holiday's length too. I think both of those things were kind of – those are things they have to get used to now. There can't be as many, you know – mistakes that they had at times with I mean CJ that that turnover uh in transition with about 40 seconds left holiday getting the steal I mean that was brutal yeah. but you know yeah. and and I think over the course of a series that's something that they can adjust for uh yes I agree the guards have to play better that's the main thing Turner is concerning too because if he really is going to hit their spacing that bad, like uh, uh, that could end up being like a problem problem. Well, I mean, if Harkless comes back, which he could in game two, you know, that helps if he continues to shoot the way he did before he got the arthroscopic surgery. Uh, he was shooting 42% this year from three. Uh, what else happened in the game? I watched it. Um, well, they, they took the ball out of Damon CJ's hands and Nurkic just did not. Yeah, he, Nur, I, Nurkic is going to be setting the screen and he just did not take advantage of the four on three situations. Well, yeah, enough. a lot of pass outs. So many pass outs from Nurk, dude. Probably like, why, why Turner took so many shots. Yeah. Look, Cor- look, you're not going to Corbin likes Nurkic. I, I think that this is a relatively on the record thing. I think he's a very valuable player to the Blazers. But that finishing stuff really is so irritating. It's it, like like there's just no other word for it. Like like when he has the ball at the rim and there's one defender, he should he should rise up and at the very least try to get a foul. He shouldn't pass out of it to the into the corners. Uh, and yeah, just a lot of lot of soft hooks, a lot of like uh, pussy footing around the rim kind of stuff. Like, I don't know. You need to like you need to get two points sometimes. You can't just. Uh, 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 I, I I feel like I sound like somebody's dad right now. Hey, okay, oh, you gotta uh, you gotta be tougher on the rim. All that. Like, I'm not usually like this. I don't usually care. Uh, you know, but like. Nurk is just being sort of light, lightly embarrassing in that game as far as sort of not taking it at the hoop at all. No, oh, I mean, he he didn't show up really for me until like the last quarter. Like he really yeah. he really started doing better in that last like three, four minute stretch. And he played some solid defense as, as good as you can do against Davis. I don't think, yeah. uh, you know, the, there's anything the Blazers can do from stop from slowing him down from getting his numbers. There's yeah, nothing. Anthony Davis is very good. He's going right. to he's going to have he's going to average 35 and 15 and 4 blocks this series. Like they just can't they on offense Portland has to be better. They have to be stronger and they can't let you know Drew Holiday beat them the way he did. They can't can't let Rondo beat them and uh I you know I I'm yeah, I was I was you know Nurkic needs to play better. He 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 didn't play very well. Not yeah. only was he, you know, kind of weak finishing around the basket, he was just very passive. You know, he just, you know, a lot of times when he got that catch when 
he has a four on three situation after they trap Dame up top. You know, he was often making the pass rather than, you know, kind of driving and and going up strong, especially when Davis isn't around the basket. You know, like if Davis is up high trying to trap Dame or they're forcing the ball out of Dame's hands, you know, that means he's not at the rim. Yeah, that's as open as that basket's going to get. And like and like. And Nurk would just see dudes who were half an inch or who are six inches shorter than him and would just be like, nah, I'm good. Like, he can't do that. He has to, he has to, uh, he has to take it. And I, I know that that's the thing with Nurkic. I, this is like saying, like, Shaq needs to make his free throws on a certain level. Like, yeah, he does, but like, this is what he does. Uh, this is what he's done uh, his entire time in Portland. Like, he tends to, uh, he tends to finish soft at the rim. Like, uh, and he should probably stop doing that. Yeah, I mean, the last month of the season, he really made the change and made the switch to start finishing stronger, dunking the ball a little bit more, just being better around the basket with his post-ups and all that stuff. He was way better in the last month of the season. But uh, I just think maybe him kind of feeling things out maybe on the offensive end. I know that uh, the Blazers talked about how he had a taste of the playoffs last year in that one, you know, 15-minute stretch that he played against Golden State but I'm sorry that that's not real playoff basketball I mean he played a little bit sure but he was completely limited he was super hurt and wasn't really doing you know couldn't really run the floor so uh this is the first time that he's healthy in the playoffs and it's part of the Blazers construction it's how they're constructed like they Nurkic is going to play he has to make the Pelicans play pay for going small and having Davis at the five Eric, I agree with you. I don't have much more to say about it than that. No, I, I, it's, a, it's all good. I mean, do you think uh, – I mean, Harkless, if he's healthy, he definitely starts, right? I would hope so. Yeah. Um, I mean, healthy, healthy, though. You know, I mean, what's healthy and what's healthy? Like, I mean, if he's cleared to play. Um, I don't know. That's my answer. Okay. I I don't know. They've tend to been they've been a little malleable about him or Turner there. Yeah. This year. So, we'll see. Uh what was going through your mind? I talked about it on the last podcast, but what was going through your mind on those last two possessions? Uh I hope that the Blazers make these shots and win the game. That's the- <laughs> But like as they were happening. Uh I don't know. It was exciting. I I did some yelling. Uh-huh. I usually do some yelling. My uh my uh my partner uh, handsome Maureen said uh, uh, that she's never seen me sports mad before because I don't usually get sports mad. I'm usually sports cool, but I was getting uh, incredibly sports mad. Something, uh, uh, something else about that game that I just noticed was how low the free throw rate was for both teams. Like, n- like n- neither team got to the free throw line. It was an extremely physical. Yeah, it was an extremely physical game with very. Uh, who's a, it was Malloy, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mwah. There was a definite makeup call in there. I can't recall. Do you know? Do you know what? Can you recall what I'm talking oh, about? You have a better oh, memory for oh, these yeah, things than no, I do. There was, yeah, no, 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 no. It was. I forget what the call was, but th- there was a call that went against Portland, and then like a couple possessions later, there was a call that was like pretty clearly should have been New Orleans's ball, and they and they gave it to Portland. Yeah, I, I remember that in the fourth quarter. I don't remember exactly which play you're talking about. I don't have my notes from the game in front of me, but. Uh, that's, I mean, yeah, that was, I mean, Portland just had a lot of, you know, 
just small mistakes that they can make up for in addition yeah. to the in addition to the making shots which is yeah i mean a, a lot like a lot of that game was making shot like there yeah. like there's no way you know there's no way around this like a lot of that game was that they got insanely unlucky on shots but like if there's sort of systemic problem problems it's i i really think it's it's that nurkic has to play uh better on offense and that uh uh, they need to figure out what to do about Drew Holiday. I mean, Davis, you know, what are you going to, you know, what are you going to do? But like, yeah, they need to screw down Drew Holiday. So do you think that Terry put Myers in like just to uh, just to like tack on one more thing to his uh, lifetime of embarrassment and shame? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no. I mean, they, they like I, I, I do know this because I did some reporting after the game like uh-huh. that play and that package was like part of their shoot around prep the day of the game like they had talked about if we're down three and need a three this is the group we're putting out there because the idea is you know if, if yeah, Myers can make three Myers yeah. Myers can make a three and honestly I, I I said this on the last pod but I think it bears repeating if there's one thing I would say that the Blazers could have done better on that play was Turner was the trigger man. He, he might've been able to wait like a half a second more to wait for Myers to get open because there were two guys that went to CJ and then Myers slipped to the corner and he was all alone. So, uh, uh, cause Miritich went with, with CJ. And, and so why did, like, why did he end up hitting? Why did he go to the rim? Well, no, no, that was, so that was the play before. Oh, okay. So I'm talking about the one where Connaughton got blocked at the rim by holiday. Oh, okay, okay. And Turner passed to him. And then the other one was they were going for a three again to have Damon CJ, but Myers couldn't just stand there either. So he darted to the rim. And then that was, you know, they threw it to him because they were guarding the three point line. According to the people on the floor, they were guarding the three point line. And then, uh, and I mean, it looked like it too after the game on watching the replay. And then it's, and then it just, and it's, it's some real ballad of Myers Leonard stuff. You know what I mean? Like he, like he really is. Like, is there a Blazer player who has made a, a more of a legend for himself as a malfeasant at this point? <laughs> I mean, it, it really. I mean, the, the, it's like the, him the, and Bonzi. I mean, I, guess. I, I, I will say, like, in a vacuum, the the decision to make that call is totally understandable. But it's just, yeah, it, it's yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But it's so much funnier. To know that that was the decision that they make within the context of how Blazer fans feel about Myers Leonard. Yes, exactly. Like that. That is the that is by far the the, the best part of it. Is just how angry the fans. Uh, pe- yeah. I mean, was, people are in general. I mean, it's just it's the Myers experience at this point. And yeah. but but in a vacuum, it, which is what the Blazers are trying to construct basically around their team. Is that they're not, you know, it's not about the fans or whatever. It's just about you're the cocoon of the team or whatever. But it's just still so funny the way it went down. Yeah, it's it's like, like, okay, let's say theoretically that Terry was worried that everybody would be mad at him after the game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If there was one player who you could like set up to like take the heat off yourself. It's Meyer, you know, like no, like nobody else on the squad is going to get like more is going to get more heat uh, off I mean, of Terry Stott. I, 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 the thing is, I don't agree, though. I think uh, I, I mean, I think after the game, 
Blazers fans were in my mentions and messaging me directly, it just furious with what Stotts did, like by putting Myers in there. And yeah, I guess that's true. No, and I and I asked after the game. I mean, he, he, this was totally what they were gonna do if they were down three. But it's just so funny still, just the reaction that it, I mean, I don't know if a game one playoff loss could go any better in terms of if you're going to lose anyway. I mean, it, it hit some very good narrative points yeah, yeah, yeah. in this Blazers fa- fan. You know, if, if the Blazers were going to therapy, everything they'd be saying to their therapist would be like very on point. It would be a very good session just because, you know, everything would be so easy to package and throw at their therapist. Yeah, exactly. It was just like the, per- it's like, Oh, you know, Anthony Davis had a big game. Coach put Myers in at the end and then, you know, blame, 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 you know, yeah. it, 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 but it, it was truly a, a poetically perfect, uh, loss if you will. But, uh, I'm excited for game two. I think Harkless is going to, you know, if he plays, that's huge. I think even if he doesn't play, I think Turner, I think he'll have a slightly better game, and I think part of that will also be due to the fact that Nurkic, I think, is going to have a better game because Nurkic, I think, I think one of the big reasons why Turner got so many shots was that Nurkic was just making that pass really early, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and then obviously then all turn then all Turner can do shot clock going down is go to that post up, and if it's not going in, it's not going in, and so yeah. you know. I, I'm and, and Dame too. I saw Jason Quick wrote about it uh, after the practice today. Dame was also saying that Nurkic has to be aggressive. That Nurkic has to get after yeah. it from from the start of the game. Yeah. So I mean, like it's, it's such a, like it's so it's such like sports talk radio stuff. It feels a little like you know what I mean. Like Nurk just has to go harder in the paint, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Nurk kind of has to go harder in the paint. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it sounds simple, and I think that's the fun thing about the playoffs is. I think all the little things, you know, really matter more, but also the, just like the little things matter more, the big overarching ideas of basketball matter more and and being aggressive and getting baskets in the playoffs is what it's about. And so if Nurkic can't do that and make the Pelicans pay for going small, then you know, what's the point of even having him out there? And 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 and, and at that point, you know, if, if he's not doing anything, then it's like, all right, well then go with Ed Davis and Zach Collins because I, I thought Ed Ed played pretty well against Anthony Davis. I thought he, he I think if there's one thing that I think Stotts might change is if Nurkic isn't good early. I think that I think that yeah, leash might get to Ed. Yeah, I think that leash is very short in game two. Yeah, I wouldn't blame him. I, I mean, and Ed and Ed is uh, you know Ed Ed is nothing if not a replacement level NBA big man defender you know what i mean like that's what he you know that's what he does and so if it's if it's what they need then it's what they are going to put in yeah cool insight corbin yeah very 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 nice insight um yeah uh any any thoughts on the do you remember that uh, weird aminu crossover oh yeah no and he had like whatever he had like a sweet pass in like transition yeah yeah he had a really dope in transition pass you know Aminu Hive, shout out to all my brothers and sisters in the Aminu Hive. Yeah, that's a guy that also has to sh- has to play better. Uh, he's got to shoot the ball better. I think I don't think he he. Sh- yeah, he, what he, do you, can can I can I offer an excuse for him? Uh huh. Yeah, but what are you gonna do? Like like if, like I like you, sometimes you hit three point shots, sometimes you don't. Like 
I know that that's I know that that's a little bit of a fatalistic way to think about it, but like, I mean, Aminu is had, became a three point shooter like last year. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I if, mean, but one of five isn't going to cut it. Like, you want him? No. You want him? You know, like, he, he's going to have. I'm, but the thing is, this weirdly is the, enough, if he had hit two of five, they would have won. So yeah, there you go. Like, it, I mean, but that's the difference between a forty percent shooter and a twenty percent shooter. So it's a, yeah, exactly. You, you know, so. I, I get it. He's not really a guy that they count on to make those shots. But at the same time, he also is, you know, he's not the number one guy. Having Harkless there was really nice at the end of the season to take pressure off of Aminu. But uh, Aminu needs to knock those down, too, because if I mean, frankly, I mean, Miritich kicked his butt, too. So, I mean, I, I mean, Miritich outplayed Aminu in game two, game one and Nurkic has to play better. Damon CJ obviously has to play better, but Aminu has to play better too because I think uh, coming into this series, if you had asked me who's better, Miritich or Aminu, I probably would have said Aminu, and he just wasn't. Oh well, I mean, I mean, I'm, I refuse to say Miritich is better than Aminu. Okay, and, and, and I'm just saying, I, but right, but like I'm, you know, trying to think of it the matchup wise. Like I think he's better, but he just wasn't in game one. Yeah, and and, and so yeah, playing better. I mean, it, it sounds very simple again, but that's what has to happen. Um. Have you been watching any of the other playoff oh, series? Yes. I have. I watched at least a little bit of almost. I I didn't watch Indiana Cleveland, which actually I'm a little disappointed about. But I, I was doing something else. Oh, I went to. I got pizza. Not a bad decision. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Victor Oladipo just kicked their butt. It, it yeah. was. It was. I mean, I think Cleveland will bounce back. Uh, but LeBron just like it, LeBron didn't come out like really hot to start the game wasn't very aggressive early and I think he wanted I don't know what he was thinking at that point but it, it, the the rest of the Cavs didn't bring the intensity when 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 he didn't bring it I have a LeBron psychology question okay do you think that if he has kind of determined that this <coughs> excuse me that this team isn't going to you know win a title or uh, do much, and that he's pretty much on the way out. Do you, like? Could you see him kind of being like, "Let's get to vacation early a little bit"? I mean, a lot of people think that's what he did in January when he didn't like the way the team looked. Was that he he went on a he was he was on vacation while he was at work. Yeah, he went on a he went on a little he went on a little work strike. Yeah, he was he was he was putting up decent numbers, but it was nowhere near the numbers that he had for most of the season. And uh, you know, a lot of people said that that was because he he thought the roster was flawed and he wanted them to make changes, which they did. And I I mean, I think he was maybe a little bummed out that if there's one thing that would maybe make him not as stoked to play was that Kyle Korver was sick apparently and on a minutes restriction and Corver like all of the best moments this season in that uh a, a lot of the best moments for the Cavs in the fourth quarter all came with Kyle Corver on the floor like he's their best shooter by far LeBron gets him looks and he played four minutes because he was sick in game one so uh and, and the, the I gotta say though the Pacers are good I mean the Pacers are a good yeah. team they, they they are good at all their spots pretty much and Oladipo dude I mean I don't know what and he he uh he does that you know the the Westbrook like run really fast and pull up jumper yeah he does that from three and he hit like four of those <laughs> he, he hit like you know who does you know who doesn't do that from three? Westbrook right 
No, but he he hit he hit like four of those in that game, and and, and Cleveland just had no answer. So it's just the ma- you know it's just the magic of uh, leaving Russell Westbrook's team. Yeah, you know? yeah, it really it really uh, it unleashes the best in everybody. Except then yesterday the that narrative also got flipped on its head because Paul George came out and just absolutely dominated uh, in game one for and they beat, yeah, he sh- they beat he's showing he's, he's showing off for. For the for whoever's going to sign him next, yeah. or for for LeBron, be like, "Yo, yeah. I know you're fed up. Like, look at this." Yeah. Uh, did you ever think for even one second that the Timberwolves were going to win that game yesterday? Yeah, I actually did. I thought, nah, dude, dude, I, I dude, dude, I listen. I I thought Houston was going to be good before the season, but in the playoffs, there is something. I don't know. Just like Harden played really well, but Chris Paul like did not show up at all. Yeah. Oh man, that that late game Chris Paul turnover was very Chris Paul. Dude, that was almost mwah, like in yeah. terms of just the fan despair because it would have been like the perfect storm of fan despair for both fan bases because Derrick Rose was on the floor a lot for Minnesota. Yeah, so oh like them winning with Derrick Rose would have infuriated Minnesota fans, and then Chris Paul watching watching the Harden game, just completely roast Derrick Rose. That is, that is beautiful. I mean, I, oh man, and it was so funny because like a lot of people were joking, on, uh, making the joke on Twitter because Rose is just a heinous defender most of the time. And he was actually like in a pretty good spot on both of those Harden threes and Harden just drilled them in his face yeah. and it just did mm-hmm. not matter. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, uh, mm-hmm. man, maybe you should play defense like this every time. So that, you know, you don't just do it against Harden, but, uh, I, I don't know, man. I think I think Minnesota can win in that series. Not the not the whole yeah, not man, not man. not the whole series, but like they can muck up the game. Like the fact that they play such a fundamentally different style than the the Rockets. Like like we were talking about it. The, uh, like the, the Wolves are kind of like a football team. Like they're just like in there. They're they're tackling you. And the only guy that really didn't show up for them was Towns, which was surprising to say the least like capella cooked towns in in that yeah game. that was weird remember what, like that capella when capella just stuffed him at the rim yeah and then he, was, he came back and then he came back at the other end and capella did like a euro step to a dunk like i was just like what yeah play playoff experience that's what it's called baby that's right that's right yeah. i mean he, it looked like yeah. it, it looked like it mattered uh in that in that rockets game tonight. i think that i really do think the wolves need to get like roasted and embarrassed in a way that in a way that inspires them to just fire everybody and trade people. That would be funny. Um, gosh, that, like Tibbet, like that that Thibodeau stuff that doesn't work anymore, right? No, I mean, but the thing is, it's so funny. It's like it, it, it it's going to be funny to see what happens in game two because I wonder if he was like emboldened by the fact that like Rose had a good game and all this stuff, and if yeah, he but might he didn't like hard like anybody he got matched up on just like. He they just roasted it, just like cooked him all night. Well, hold on, I mean he he was solid for them. I mean obviously Tyus Jones should probably play more. He's the better player, but but I mean, it, I mean yeah, I I still agree. It's not Tyus is the better player, but that that's some tip shit right there. I mean yeah, uh, yeah. and. I don't know what's going to happen in, in, in game two, but the fact that he took more shots than Butler and Towns is is pretty – that's just – that can't happen. Yeah, that's gross. That's gross. What a gross player. What a gross player with a bad career. Yeah. Um, 
I was surprised. That, I, actually, I wasn't surprised that Wiggins, because I've, I've kind of been on the Wiggins train. Like, the one thing about Wiggins, like, he showed up 18 points, 7 to 15. Because the thing about him that, like, it's also a knock on him is that he is, like, emotionless and, like, doesn't yeah, yeah. always care. But in the playoffs, you know, that's that can sometimes be an asset if you just kind of keep your cool, especially since he's not, like, the he's not counted on to be, like, the number one guy. It's not a thing where, like, if LeBron doesn't bring it, you know, that it really hurts, really hurts you. I mean, Wiggins isn't necessarily the guy that makes them go, although he did take 15 shots. Uh, God bless him. Rest uh, in peace. Um, let's see. Toronto ended the curse of game one. Him. And they sent, it over to, they sent it over to Portland. The only the only team more pathetic than a first game Toronto, the the old Washington Wizards. Oh, my God. That was uh, beautiful. I mean, I I, yeah. I I felt like we could see that one coming. Uh, it oh, it like it like seriously owns what a train wreck they are. That that is like that is beautiful. Yeah, like let's let's wear all black before a regular season game. They just no no team has spent more time owning themselves than the than the old Washington Wizards this they're, year. They're th- they're so incredibly thirsty for like validation. But then they also I, – I agree with John Williams. He made this point on Taking a Break It is that they also, I think, on some level, like, enjoy, like, being embarrassed and oh, dominated. Oh, yeah, they're, 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 yeah, they're humiliation boys. Yeah, they, they just love they, – they just can't get enough of it. Yeah, that's why they hired Scott Brooks is because he – he just loves to – that guy that guy just loves to get embarrassed when he loses. Um, and then I guess we uh, – God, the games tonight kind of suck. Uh so Miami Philadelphia might be good. I have hope that Miami can make that a series. You know what? Yeah, I I think uh, I watched that game yesterday. I think that's fun. I think that stuff is fun. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun. No, they, they are. I I do think I I think the way that Miami gets it, this sounds really like counterintuitive but i think if Embiid plays in this game which i'm not sure if he will or not but i think if Embiid comes back that's almost better for miami because then they can play Whiteside, and then yeah and and white side white side like i think if that slows the pace down at all and, and that kind of gets miami into more of that physical game where they can kind of match up with them because they could not run with the philly i mean philly philly was zooming up and down the court in that game can you believe Fultz is playing in the playoffs? It's 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 incredible. Isn't that so kooky? Yeah. What a weird story. Like, it's hard not to believe that he's not going to come back next year and probably be fine. Seem, seems like that'll probably happen. Is it crazy to say? No, I mean, he seems fine now. Yeah. Like, he, he just comes off the bench and gets buckets for them, and he doesn't look... Yeah. He doesn't look little, fa- little, maybe a little hitch, maybe a little, but not, you know... Well, this is, you know, it's going to kill the watchability of this Sixers team, which is one of the best things about it, but... I thought it was going to happen in game one. I was surprised it didn't. But if if things start getting a slightly out of hand in game two early, they're going to foul. They have. I mean, they, if they want any chance of winning the series, they have to foul Simmons and they have to foul Fultz. Like yeah. when those guys are, they're going to foul them and and make you them could, make free you could throws. ruin you could legitimately ruin Fultz's career by yeah. doing that. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, you could, and you could give Ben Simmons an entire off season of grief by doing that because Simmons is yeah. a terrible free throw shooter. Yeah, what's it? What's it like? Fifty? Where is he at? Let's see, Philadelphia. Help me out. I know it's not very good. I think it's like below fifty. Um, Stats check. Stats check. Stats check. Yada da da da. 
Stats check. Got some tea here. Got some. I got some tea here. I can't drink it because tea makes me anxious. Okay, Simmons is a fifty-six percent. Ooh, that's bad. And our boy Foltz is a whopping forty-eight percent. So, and like if you did it to Foltz, like that would that like that might plant a seed in his head. You could ruin somebody's life. What if it, what, what if Spol, what if Spolstra is like so much of just like a basketball like holistic like a holistic basketball person that just like out of respect for like the like just that that you know the sentiment around the game that he doesn't he regards it he regards it as beneath his honor yeah he he's yeah. he's not gonna foul like I feel like that's the only way it doesn't happen is if like Spo is on some like protest like he's protesting all the Sloan papers that write about how many times you should foul. And and all that stuff, you know, the, yeah. it's a stand against the the, the numbers. And I've it, written about I've written about this before. Yeah, every one of those papers is garbage. Not because they are or are not correct. I'm not here to. I'm not here to. It's just like nobody wants that. Like yeah, you're describing yeah, something yeah. nobody wants. Yeah, that that that's yeah that's the garbage part about it is that like okay if you if you zoom out from just the mathematics of it. Yeah. Ultimately, we're talking about competitive sports that are entertainment for people, and there's nothing less entertaining than the hack. You know, and tactic. even and like even if we like go beyond the idea of sports as entertainment, like if we if we say like that sports has value as a sort of um, I don't want to say moral, but as like a like something you do to exceed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like something you do that's good. It's good for your spirit to compete. Like it's just such an anti-competitive thing that, you know, it's gross. Yeah. I mean, but, but the thing is, it's going to happen because this is this is pro sports. You know, they're trying to win. Like, yeah. They're, they're trying to get a contract extension. They're trying to get all that stuff. And so, like, yeah. all, unfortunately, like, you know, capitalism is create. Yeah. Cre- I mean, ca- capitalism is creating the incentive to foul people. And that's that's yeah. I mean, that's the ultimate truth, I think, of, of, look, of the hack chat debate. Look, that's what look, that's what that's what me and Eric are here to tell you today. If it overthrow wasn't, capital. If it wasn't for capital, would yeah. we be talking about hacking pick Ben up Simmons? Your, pick up your pitchforks, your torches. Go go to go to Wall Street. Uh, wave them at, at traders. Uh, strike. Uh, you know, overthrow capital is what we're saying here. Go Blazers and overthrow Except, capital. Unless, unless you want to advertise on this podcast, in which case. Yeah, in which case, please. Yeah, yeah, definitely advertise on the podcast. Um, Hit us up at Locked On Blazers. Uh, yeah. yeah. Over on Twitter. Yeah, uh, Locked On Blazers on Twitter. Uh, Lobster, Net, Lobster Nation loves buying things. Yes, Lobster Nation, very, very powerful niche. Yeah. Lob niche. Yeah. Uh, They love spending money and uh, they love not thinking about stuff. Very, very true. Um, Yeah. Anything else? Oh, the other game tonight. Um, Golden State San Antonio, which was an absolute. That was the worst game of the the first. first You know, remember how last year's first round was really terrible? Yeah. When that when that was the first game, a little piece of me was like, "Ugh, are we gonna do this again?" Oh right, is it it's just like are the Warriors just gonna kick everybody's butt and then just like yeah, and end it early and no suspense and no fun. 
I might write about the Spurs, so I don't want to. I don't want to spoil what I'm thinking about about them. But uh, I will say it's weird that the Spurs are now a team that are comprised like almost entirely of dudes who have sort of gotten like washed out of the efficiency revolution. Yeah, they're just like they're getting guys for like they're getting guys at like bargain basement prices, like Rudy Gay, who was yeah, like I mean Rudy Gay is the is the is like the prime example, but like Lamar- Gasol too. And, well, Lamarcus, I mean Lamarcus is not was not an advanced stats darling either. Oh no, of course not. Uh, yeah, it's just like all dude, like it's 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 2005's best basketball team, a little bit. Yeah, I mean it definitely is that kind of style. It is. It was also on top of the roster situation, the whole Kawhi Leonard Popovich beef. Now, did you see what uh, Pop said yesterday? Like, no, no, please fill so, me in. Someone asked him whether uh, Kawhi Leonard is going to play in Game One. He go and and Popovich goes, "You you'd have to ask Kawhi and his group about that." Ooh, like, like, like it's his group. Yeah, dude, it's a very not it's, subtle. It's, yeah, it's the woke version of Posse. Yeah, it's it's oh. it's the it's the 2018 version of Posse is quiet in his group. Um, I'm, can I ask you a question? What? So, you know, that interview, you know, that presser pop gave yesterday. Or uh, uh, two days ago, pardon me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where he where he was just like openly pissed and was sort of uh, being short with every reporter. Yeah. There's a type of person who sees that and they say Popovich has to be nicer to reporters at you report from time to time. Uh, and, and, and have worked as a, as a, as a reporter regularly uh, in the past and, and, and might someday, I feel like in saying this, I'm minimizing you in some way, but no, I mean, I I've been in that. I've been in those situations. Isn't like, would you care? Like it's good copy, isn't it? On some level, it is. and some level, it, it, I think it just depends on the situation. Like, I mean, Popovich, uh, in that sense, it, it he's very short and it's very performative. And it kind of, you know, you might be jarring for a reporter to kind of get that type of blowback. But at the same time, it shows how frustrated he is. It shows how fed up he is. And like on that level, the shortness tells a story. Yeah, You, you know, like... I mean, clearly, I mean, you could draw from that, like how much this Kawhi thing is is wearing on him, how much, you know, how frustrated he is that this is this the team is probably that he's the first got. team he's coached that is like annoying. I'll bet. Yeah, he probably hates it. I mean, they have yeah. no, they have no, like, I know Popovich is always talking about none of this matter. Like, of course he wants to freaking win. Like, yeah, it, that's that's total BS. If he does, he's the best NBA coach of all time. Yeah, and he has, doesn't care if he wins or not. Yeah, like, and I know he was pissed about what happened last year. I mean, he he lost it with the whole Zaza. Kawhi thing and I mean he he's clearly upset that this is what his season has become has been like trying to get like one win against this Warriors team that doesn't even have Curry yeah you think he you think you think you think he's uh you think he's headed to the uh end times I think it I think it could come I think it could come sooner than we think because if if the whole Kawhi thing goes south I mean short of getting LeBron to come yeah, I don't see it. And now that Kawhi is not going to stay there, I don't see why LeBron would go there. Yeah. So, and, and that dude is just a little too self-aware to be like living on that churn, I think. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Pop isn't a dude who's like Pat Riley, who is just like 
this seems like the only thing that he has to live for. And if he doesn't have it, he'll like, he'll just kill himself. You know, like he's, uh, it seems like he has other things to do. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be the, he's going to be the head of USA basketball or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So he's like, he's, he's coaching the Olympic team in 2020. Maybe he goes until then, but I mean, I I don't see any reason. I I mean, it, it seems like, yeah, it does seem like the end times are near. I mean, obviously the one thing I will say before we wrap this up is that Kawhi can sign the like super mega mega max contract with the Spurs and Mm -hmm. he would have to take a significant pay cut to get that elsewhere. But you know, who knows how much that matters? Cause it seems like from what I've read, it's like there's people from Jordan that don't want him to, to play in San Antonio or yeah. Well that, that, yeah. What I mean, that makes a lot of sense. No, I mean, it's true, but, but, how much okay but how much do you think it has to do with the fact that he plays for the Spurs in a small market or that Kawhi Leonard's lame uh the Jordan brand stuff or the yeah yeah the whole thing about like what people you know buying his stuff and buying his shoes and all that stuff like how much of that do you think is really has to do with San Antonio and how much of that do you think has to do with like this whole like <sighs> Kawhi Kawhi bot persona where he's just like He's purposely gone out of his way to market himself as this, like, you know, mumble mouth who doesn't say anything. Uh, this is what I think. I think it is the latter. I think that Kawhi is just not a charismatic player. And and also, I think it should be noted, like, I think that there's a type of basketball fan who will bend over backwards to try to convince you that they think Kawhi is fun to watch. Um, he's not that fun to watch. Um... But I think that if you are Jordan Brand, that it would not take much to convince yourself of the other thing. You know what I mean? That's a good point. Yeah, because you think you you think to yourself, you're Jordan Brand. We signed this dude, and it's not our fault that we signed this dude. It's the fault. Yeah. It's it's the fault of the team that he plays for. So I totally get uh, their thinking on it. I just I probably I don't think I agree with it. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so anyway, uh, those are the two games tonight. Portland plays tomorrow, 7.30 once again against the Pelicans for game two. Uh, and then they head to New Orleans for game four, or game three, excuse me, on Thursday. So that's going to be a quick turnaround, just one travel day. Um, so any, anything else, Corbin, you want to let the people know about before we wrap this up? Anything you've written that you want people to check out? No, I actually, I actually didn't get any pitches taken today. Um <sighs> I'm, oh, it's fine. It happens. Yeah. Um, if you have, a, um, I currently have access to two gravity blankets, two 25 pound gravity blankets, and I've, uh, I have uh, dabbled with sticking them both on me at the same time. If you have a, a third gravity blanket or could provide me with a third gravity <laughs> blanket, because I'm really looking for to sort of find like the limits of how many gravity blankets I can wear at one time before it becomes um, like before it like crushes your body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you have access to that at all, just, uh, you know, hit me up on uh, WeChat or uh, what's the Chinese social network? Oh, Weibo. Yeah, Weibo. Hit me up on Weibo. Weibo chat. Weibo chat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. WhatsApp. Yeah, WhatsApp. Uh, 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 just, uh, just in the Overwatch comments. Just, in, you know. On, over, just, over on Twitch. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, find me on Twitch. Find me on, find me on Twitch. Yeah, that, uh, 
Actually, though, listen to Take It or Break It. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, listen to TLV. It's a, it's a great podcast. My, my favorite sports podcast. Yeah, America's favorite sports podcast. That's right. Um, yeah. Oh, I saw you uh, get into it a little bit with uh, the the ringers, uh, Sil Bimmons. Did I? Oh, God. I didn't... I didn't mean to. No, I just know. I, I, I know you were just joking, but it was still funny. I thought it was funny. I try so hard to be nice to Bill Simmons online. I just, if anybody at the Ringers listening, I just want you guys to know, I have no problem with Bill Simmons. Please pay me to write for you. I don't have any problems with Bill Simmons either, and I echo Corbin's sentiment. Yes. But um, yes, uh, that that I think it's just funny. And uh, Bill. Go on Tob. I think you yeah. Or or, Dude, or anytime. Or, or, or you know, if the Blazers, you know, make like the conference finals or something, like come on, lockdown Blazers, Bill. Yeah, we'd Give, love to have you on. We'd love to have you on for one of our post game pods, Bill. If you come on, take it or break it. I will send you three donuts from Coco Donuts. I will mail them to you and a loaf of bread. Yeah, you know what? Yes, I'll hook you up with a walnut loaf from the Trifecta Bakery <laughs> at a. Uh, from uh from from God's from God's bread breaker Ken Forkish. Shout out to Ken, friend of the friend of the show, friend of the show, friend of humanity Ken Forkish. Yes. I saw I know what Ken looks like at this point. Yeah. And I saw him like walking out of the checkerboard pizza place and I gave him like a hey what's up just for a little bit. Uh-huh. And like, you know, Ken Forkish doesn't know me. There's no reason for him to reply to that, but a I little mean, piece of me was like I know who you are. I know what you look like Ken Forkish. Dude, you should seen, be you should be like Ken Forkish, like a big fan. I talk about you on my Blazers podcast. Every, yeah, what's up? Pretty much every week that that I come on yeah. the podcast, I talk about Ken yeah. Forkish. Oh, I by the way, before we wrap this up, we did not talk about Portugal the man doing oh. like like doing like Blazers fanning out super hard at Coachella, yeah. playing Blazers broadcasting theme song, which was. Um, you know, I wasn't at Coachella this year, but I would have to say that's at least a top five weird moment of Coachella. Have you been before? No. I, I've never been to Coachella. I've been to music festivals in my past, but I've not been to the, the old Cella. The old old Chells. Old Chell. <laughs> the, old, the old Chell hole. <laughs> I have no opinions about Portugal the Man. I apparently stopped listening to New Indie Rock a long time ago. They funded the LeBron James billboard by Trailblazing. God, God bless them for that. So shout out to them. Uh, and, you know, shout out to them for repping that uh, the Blazers pregame song in front of the biggest festival in the country. Yeah. In front so, of like 10 people. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know. People were there. I don't I'm know. sure. I'm sure people were there. It was Coachella. There's people. I only, I've only. I've only been to Coachella in a um in a Molly wholesaler role. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in that capacity. capacity. <laughs> yeah, in my capacity as a as a uh, as a ecstasy wholesaler. So. Oh my god. Um, yeah. I've yo, never I, been able to yo, stop yo, and watch the music. You, you I just, just you just reminded me, and I, I think I'll tell this story now. I went to Bonnaroo with my good buddy Ian in 2014 and we were going through like the security checkpoint and it's the south so there's just like atf you know yeah, feds yeah. like every type of cop that you could imagine thanks uh, yeah and this one dude like got pulled over and he had like 
like word got around. I mean, who knows how true it is because it was just like word getting around the festival or whatever. But it was like, like the word on the street was he he like had a gallon of Molly that he got caught with coming into the festival that he's trying to sell. <laughs> And, and like, the, like and we saw him get like, like stopped and checked and arrested, and it was just like after for the whole weekend we were just talking about dude. Like me and my buddy were like, dude, we just saw that guy's life just like fucking get ruined, sh- get ruined forever because he came to this music festival. Like, and I was just like, Jesus, like, well, that, that was some heavy, that was some heavy stuff to go with all the all the sets that we were going to that weekend. Well, this has certainly gone to places nobody expected. So, yeah, I mean, well, I guess this is a good place to say, you know, ending on that note, I think game two is going to be better. You know, I think there's going to be better days. I think the getting stopped at the festival doors, uh, yeah. it has passed with with game one. And I think game two. Yeah. D- don't try to bring that much Molly into a Blazer game, guys. Don't. Come on. No, don't. And don't, don't, you know, be safe, kids, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just be safe out there. Just be safe. Look, me and your mother. Look, me and your mother. We love you. We just want you to be safe, okay? Honey, look, this is how you use protection. Lobster <laughs> nation. Lobster nation. You know, it's not dark right now, but I think because of the contents of this of this last conversation, I'm yeah, definitely going to. It has become. It has become. It has become. <laughs> after dark, um, edition with cautionary tales abound. Um, <laughs> Um, all right. I think that's going to do it for us. Game two tomorrow uh, should be fun. Do a podcast after that. Uh, big, big game. I think it is uh, a must win, I guess, at this point. you know. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, down 0-2 going back to New Orleans. I, I was just on uh, John Canzano's show, and he asked me, you know, is it a must win? And I said, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it, of course it is. I mean, teams don't come back from from down 0-2 when they lose the first two games at home. Like that, no. that it happened last year with Boston, but that was only because Rondo broke his thumb, and then the series completely changed. So they can't count on winning two games because then even if they win one game in New Orleans, coming back here for Game Five down three one, I mean. Yeah, there's really not many great scenarios coming out of the O2 hole. So, yeah, must win tomorrow. We'll talk about it after that. Um, listen to T.O.B. And uh, check out LeBron Wire uh, if you're interested in the Cavs. And we'll talk to you then. Bye.